Welcome to Seeking Alpha's Wall Street Breakfast, your daily source of market news and analysis. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. Good morning. Today is Thursday, March 24th, and I'm your host, Rena Sherbel. Our top stories today. Russian stocks jump as market reopens, and airlines urge lifting of mask mandates. Leading today's news, Russia's stock market partially reopened today, nearly a month after it shut down following the invasion of Ukraine. The last day it was open, the benchmark MOEX stock index plunged over 30%. However, some heavy-handed policies have been implemented since then, like a ban on short selling. Moscow has also blocked foreign investors from dumping local stocks, while the Russian government has ordered its main sovereign wealth fund to scoop up billions of dollars worth of shares. The MOEX Russia index is up 5%, but the RTS index, denominated in dollars, is down 9%. The ruble is up 0.8% against the greenback. Vladimir Putin said yesterday that Russia would demand payment for gas from unfriendly nations in rubles. Trading hours are limited for the first day, with the Moscow exchange closing at 7 a.m. Eastern. The energy war between Russia and the West is heating up after President Vladimir Putin demanded that natural gas sold to unfriendly countries be paid for in rubles. The Russian currency gained 7% against the dollar immediately after the announcement, pairing its year-to-date losses to 23%, with Dutch gas futures, a European benchmark, reigniting a wild rally. Unfriendly nations accounted for 70%, or about $69 billion, of Gazprom's export revenue in 2021, this according to Moscow-based Laco Invest. Supply contracts will likely need to be reworded to allow a switch in payment to rubles, but once those are reopened, all types of negotiations could take place, shorter terms, less volumes, etc. Supply deals often have provisions, like significant market price changes, that can trigger renegotiations, but changing clauses of these agreements is often arduous and time-consuming. Putin has given the Russian central bank one week to come up with a way to shift to the new payment system, and Gazprom was ordered to revise its contracts to accommodate the move. While it's possible for Russia to devise new contracts that require ruble payments, it would demand that Western governments hold rubles in their central banks or buy them on the open market, which would be seen as skirting financial sanctions. Both sides would lose if the gas stops flowing, with Putin missing out on cash for his flailing domestic economy and the West needing to secure pricier supplies elsewhere. Putin may also be trying to chip away at dollar dominance in global trade, which could have long-term implications for American borrowing and financing costs. Ukraine President Zelensky is hoping that a series of NATO, G7, and EU summits taking place this week will lead to more aid for the country and additional sanctions against Russia. The U.S. and EU are already close to a deal aimed at slashing Europe's dependence on Russian energy sources, and an agreement could be announced as early as Friday. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said, You can expect that the U.S. will look for ways to increase LNG supplies, surge LNG supplies to Europe, not just over the course of years, but over the course of months as well. Today in stock news, there is a disappointing report on the early reception by consumers to the McPlant burger created by McDonald's and Beyond Meat. Channel checks from BTIG indicate that sales of the McPlant menu item at the roughly 600 McDonald's restaurants testing the product have underperformed franchisee expectations. The check suggested that restaurants in the Dallas-Fort Worth region and San Francisco Bay Area are selling about 20 McPlant sandwiches per day, while restaurants in more rural areas of East Texas are selling about three to five sandwiches per day. Analyst Peter Salas said the assessment for McDonald's franchisees is that there is not enough evidence to support a national McPlant rollout in the near future, and that lower sales volumes were slowing down service times due to the product being cooked to order. 
He said, we expect both McDonald's and Beyond Meat to continue to tweak the product and messaging to drive broader acceptance as our franchise contracts emphasize plant-based efforts would continue. Our conversations definitely temper any expectations for a national launch, though we don't believe such a launch is reflected in shares at the current price. BTIG kept a neutral stance on Beyond Meat. Shares of Beyond Meat have fallen more than 50% since seeking Alpha's quant rating flipped to a strong sell last year. On Thursday, Eli Lilly announced that the U.S. Food and Drug Administration did not approve the lung cancer therapy Cintilimab, developed with its Chinese partner, Innovent Biologics. The rejection is in line with the outcome of the Oncologic Drugs Advisory Committee meeting in February, the regulator mentioned in the so-called Complete Response Letter, CRL. The agency has recommended the conduct of a multi-regional clinical trial. Eli Lilly and Innovent are assessing the next course of action for the therapy in the U.S. As more states continue to turn the page on COVID from pandemic to endemic, the masks are coming off and many testing sites are shutting down. Most requirements are now rolled back, except for masking in airports and on public transportation, where federal mandates are binding for another month. Meanwhile, new COVID-19 infections in the U.S. are now at their lowest level since last July, despite an uptick in the new subvariant, and over 99% of Americans are living in low or medium risk areas. The largest U.S. airlines are thus urging the Biden administration to drop the federal mask mandate on jetliners, along with pre-departure testing requirement for international travelers. Earlier this month, the CDC, for the third time, extended its mass transit mask mandate by 30 days until mid-April, and masking guidelines for airlines remain in place. The federal mandate applies across airports and trains, as well as buses and car share services. CEOs of American Airlines, Alaska Air, Atlas Air, Delta, FedEx, Hawaiian Holdings, JetBlue Southwest, United, and UPS all wrote a letter stating, much has changed since these measures were imposed, and they no longer make sense in the current public health context. Given that we have entered a different phase of dealing with this virus, we strongly support your view that COVID-19 need no longer control our lives. With geopolitical tensions running high, oil stocks are skyrocketing this year. Despite the gains, one expert believes that the best opportunity is still ahead, though it's not likely to come from large-cap oil stocks. At a special live webinar called Energy's Next Big Move with analyst Michael Boyd, we'll dive deep into what he sees unfolding over the next several months for oil. He'll also bring to your attention a subsector that might dominate the energy space going forward. The webinar's Tuesday, March 29th at 2 p.m. Eastern. Reserve your space now because it's limited. As of 6.20 a.m. today, global markets are mixed. U.S. futures are up, as is crude. Gold is up 0.2%. Bitcoin is up nearly 2% to $42,952. The 10-year Treasury yield is up 4 basis points to 2.36%. Look for the Durable Goods Report and the Initial Jobless Claims Report at 8.30 a.m. Eastern. That concludes today's Wall Street Breakfast. Thank you for listening. For the best investment analysis and news on the web, go to SeekingAlpha.com. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. You can sign up for our other podcasts, the Cannabis Investing Podcast and Marketplace Roundtable Podcast on those platforms as well. Have a wonderful day.